0: Hello and welcome to the Framing Podcast, the podcast where three friends who had their been professional footballers dashed away his children when they all discovered food have their say on the Premier League. Welcome back, people, ladies, gentlemen, boys and girls. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, guys, for being with us. Sav. Sav is here for the first time. Welcome. How, how, how are you feeling? Hi.
1: Uh, yeah, I'm good, thank you. Glad I'm indoors <laughs> now. <laughs> been <laughs> out Excellent. in the rain.
0: Excellent, excellent, and obviously Coach Koja joins us.
2: Yes, 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 Um, all good. How are you?
0: I'm all right. I'm not too bad. I'm tired as hell. I need, I need to wake up. And may, maybe the fact that Arsenal won this week can rejuvenate me. I'm not, maybe, maybe. <laughs> let's, let's keep uh, the fingers crossed. Uh, Jan will be joining us as literally. well. Now oh, right now. now, there we go. Boom. Go. Speaking of the devil. How are you doing, Jan? Hi, How- uh,
3: yeah, I'm fine. How are you?
0: Not too bad, not too bad. It's been a we've been a while since we've had you on the podcast. I love
3: you. Let's.
0: Yeah, let's get into the the weekend's games. Let's start with obviously the big one: Manchester United four Newcastle nil. The return of the king. The return we got of. one. It was four one.
1: four one.
2: Give them a, give give them their goal. Give
0: them yeah.
1: Their give goal. us
0: our goal. <laughs> we don't score many. Did I did I say what did I say four nil. Yeah, yes. did I? Oh shoot! Sorry, four one. <laughs> I do apologize. It was a really good goal. I celebrated like crazy. Manquillo got that goal. Uh, goals obviously from Cristiano Ronaldo. You got two: Javi Manquillo, Bruno Fernandes, and Jesse Lingard. Coach, hmm. because because it is who it is. I'll just start. You can go off, my friend. Just go.
2: Um. So, basically, any United fan that was screaming, I don't want this guy because I want a DM, I was sitting there thinking, you guys have lost your damn minds. When Ronaldo's available, you don't sit there and say, I don't know. When Ronaldo's available, you go for him, and this is why. You As soon as he started the game, you knew it was inevitable. You knew he was going to score. You knew what was going to happen. because um, that's kind of all he has about him right now. He has the energy about him. He scored today as well. He's just a, he's a great player, man. He's a great player to watch. Um, it doesn't the result. Not gonna lie to you. Um, I wasn't sure going into the, the day because I, I, you know me and my faithy night is very up and down, and I know that um, Newcastle are a side that I call them very very dodgy because they're never in a run of form, so they can get their win out of nowhere. You will never see it coming. And earlier in the game, they were starting to cause a bit of trouble, especially um, Almiron, who kept uh, just running past players for fun. So I was thinking, ah, oh, this could be one of their long days. This is going to spoil the party. Ronaldo's going to look like a waste man and everyone's going to be upset. But we managed to pull through, um, scored four good goals. I, don't know, I say four good goals, Woodman had a nightmare for two of them. But <laughs> uh, overall, uh, we got four goals, we got the win. So it's a great way to start with another coming back. Um, And, yeah, long may it continue, because if we're going to... And I'm saying the pressure's on right now, with the the talent in in that team, you need to challenge. If we're going to challenge, we're going to need people like Ronaldo to keep firing those goals. So it's a good start, man. Yeah, I'm
0: going to go to you for for, for a Ronaldo-specific question.
3: Yeah, You upset that you didn't get him? Do you know what? Like, when we were linked to Ronaldo, my take was very much, it's never going to happen. He's just not... Even though he's what we needed, because we needed a goal scorer, like... Um, and he is that he's a brilliant goal scorer. Um, so that's what we needed. He would have been able to, obviously, he's 36, he would have been able to kind of just chill in the box and wait for a cross to come in and just put it away, which we know he can do. So, yeah, obviously, on paper, it looks right, but I just didn't see sitting by him. I think um, if we were going to go for anyone that's a bit older, we would have gone for Messi. He's just got a lot of links to the people in our, in our board. Pep and the, you know, the board are all Spanish. they ex-Barcelona.
1: So it would have made
3: sense to get him. Ronaldo's a bit of, it didn't seem like a Pep kind of sign-in. Um, Pep has said that he didn't want him. Um, people are saying that's just because we didn't get him. So, yeah, it is what it is. But I don't think he doesn't come across as a sort of Pep player. If you look at who Pep has clashed with in the past, he's that sort of player that Pep would probably clash with. So yeah, it's one of them. I think um, apparently he approached City, said that City was his choice, because he wants to come and win the Premier League. So obviously City is the place where he's pretty much guaranteed it. So yeah, I think he wanted to come, but then obviously when United come in, he's got all the history of United, he's always going to favour them in terms of as a club, just because he has the experience there. So. It's just one of them. I think he's going to improve United, definitely. You know, them chances, like even today, two shots, two shots on target. Like, that wasn't necessarily happening before. So, he's going to score a lot of goals. Whether he can win the league with, you know, how good Chelsea are, how good City are, how good Liverpool are, I don't know, um, especially under Oli. But he's always going to score the goals. And I think in them big games where they were struggling to win, when it was nil-nil. I think Ronaldo scored into the game, so they could win the league. I, I don't think it's going to happen, but it could, so it's, it's one of them. He definitely improves United. It's probably not what they needed in terms of going into the transfer window, but you can't really fault someone that scores so many goals like he does. So, yeah, it's good for United, Anthony.
0: Good for United. Now, Sav, you were obviously going to come into, into this game as, as potential party poopers. Um, did you think that you stood a chance in that in that re- uh, regard? or any? And if you did, what went wrong?
1: I, did, I didn't, actually. And then what happens is about two hours before the match starts, I go into delusional phase where I think, <laughs> do you know what? I can work a bet on here. I think we're going to win 1-0. I think Joe Linton's going to find the back of the net. What odds can I get on that? And mm-hmm. I stuck a fiver on that happening. I don't know why. I do it to myself every time. Um, so yeah, I've got in a little bit into delusional phase. I thought, you know, we are one of those teams that we'll lose like 20 and then we'll win one that we shouldn't have won, and it'd be all a bit strange. Um So I think that could be, we could be lucky there. But as soon as we started playing, I just I don't I was like, why do I why do I do this? It was the same defense We we set up to defend, but we can't defend. So I don't know why we do that. Um the cells useless. Woodman had an absolute nightmare. Darlo needs to come back desperately. Um, I think we did have moments where we did play a little bit more forward um, from what we have played so far this season, but it was never going to be enough. And as soon as we started going down in goals, it was just going to get worse and worse from there, to be fair. Um, yeah, it's just it's just one of those. As a Newcastle fan, you sit there and you get proper rageful because changes need to be made the second things start going wrong, and they're not made until it's too late. And it, then if they're made at all, um, so yeah, I didn't. I did expect us to get something. Delusional me, real me didn't, and we didn't. So that that summed it up. And I was so angry that no offence, I was so angry that Ronaldo scored because I was like, that all that the Man United admin's been doing is bragging for oh, ages yeah. it's been I've thought about blocking him at one point <laughs> um but yeah so I was like please don't score and then he scored too so great brilliant thanks for that
0: <laughs> I mean speaking of Manchester United I mean party poopers yes but uh BSC young boys are just ukulele so they're, they're 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 doing their job right now so it, you're muted bro I don't know what you're saying <laughs> minor yeah all right cool fair enough anyway let's get back to uh the, the game um Alan St. Maximan. Now there's mm. a guy that is obviously a great player, but when he gets to his, his final ball, that's when, he, that's when he kind of falls apart. Um what's your what's your take on him? Is he is he what Newcastle needs? He's obviously your best player by by a long shot, but is he frustrating to watch most times?
1: Um See, I know a lot of people, I found that in Patches last season, it was like he was made of glass, he was getting several injuries, or if he was not playing, you know, as he probably perceived he should be, if he was having a bad game, he'd start limping, and then the next thing he'd be taken off. That aspect from him is really frustrating. Um, there's been a couple of occasions um, where he's disappeared completely like when he had COVID, but then he was back over in France, which was restricted at the time. Um mm where and then he doesn't he's he's on social media an awful lot and he interacts with the fans an awful lot but he has had a couple of periods where there's been a lot of rumors flying about and he's completely disappeared off the face of the planet and the, and the club don't tell you anything you don't really know what's going on you hear that he's having arguments with Steve Bruce um but on his day he's an amazing player and as I say he does interact with the fans he does get what the fan base is about um, and for that, I can't really fault him, but I just wish that, you know, if he was having a, it's, the thing is, is when he has to defend, he cannot defend at all. That's when he tends to put on these little limps and he's gone off. Um, but yeah, I mean, I love him, but is frustrating when he's having one of those games or when he's disappeared. That, that that impression that when he keeps going back to France just slightly worries me from the aspect of, does he not perceive this to be, you know, is he not at home here? hence why he's disappearing back to France so often I know that in his past club there was a lot of problems with his attitude um where he uh, said that he wasn't very well and then I think he on his insta stories or something he was out clubbing that night um so I know they had a lot of problems with him at his past club but I haven't noticed any of that here um and yeah he's just quite well loved
0: I mean, we can't have a, a Newcastle fan on without talking about Mike Ashley or Steve Bruce. Um, this transfer window, which just passed, it, 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 you had a good opportunity to to improve the squad. Uh, not many players were bought in. I think Joe Willock was taken off our books, which I'm 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 sort of on the fence with. I I, I kind of liked him. He done he done well for you guys last season. Um, was was the transfer business enough? to get you to where you guys want to be
1: no it was nowhere near enough we've literally just taken in joe willock um and we haven't added anything else we had him last season anyway we haven't added anything new to our squad we've had players come off the books um you know andy carroll you know uh, lejeune um atzu they've all gone so we had space to get you know that was off the wage uh, bill for us and we had space to get other people in even on loan and like the final day of the transfer window was embarrassing because we're getting linked to all these players on a loan and then they'll come back and go no we haven't got the money to loan them which is like well you've offloaded these players so where's that money going um but it's the same old story every time i mean steve bruce tends to tell us what we want to hear in the transfer window, which is that oh, I've got a few irons in the fire and I'm quietly working, I'm com- quietly confident I'm going to get two or three in. You already know that's going to mean one. So yeah. it's it's just, if, I wasn't shocked by it, but I'm a little bit, since the season started, I won't be surprised if we go down this season because we haven't added anything. And it did need to be added to. I love the fact that we got Joe Willock. I thought that was brilliant. And I did promise not to be nasty about Steve Bruce if we did. But I did expect us to get, you know, at least one or two more players, even if it was just loans, um, that would add to us even more. Because everyone else is developing their squads. And we're just stood still, Mm. not doing anything. And from that aspect, I wish that Steve Bruce wouldn't give us all the BS saying that, he's going to get people in. I just wish he'd just give it to a straight and say, look, we have not got the money. I've got you, Joe Willock. So you can all shut up moaning now. And you know, that's how it is. I'd just rather have it that way than be sitting there on transfer deadline day, watching the TV thinking, Oh, we're going to get someone in. And then we just don't.
0: I mean, it's all about progression. I believe at Newcastle, um, I believe it's clear that Steve Bruce isn't isn't the manager that you guys want in terms of style of play. In terms of the history of your club, your club is pretty massive, especially in, during the nineties as well. And there's a traditional attacking brand of football that gets played at Newcastle, which everybody wants to see. Um, is it the case that Steve Bruce is just there one to make to try and get you to survive relegation, and two because he he can he can take the hits from the press, he can take the hits from the fans just to to block away uh, those from uh, Mike Ashley's direction.
1: The thing is, I'm not even sure he can take those hits because last year, last season he looked really ill at some points and when you see him being interviewed, he's very aggressive and he looks very on edge the entire time. Um, I saw mm. one of him at the weekend where he was sort of snapping and saying it was the media that were turning the fans against him and it's not the media. It is the fact that he's. He, I don't know who advises him on what to say in his press conferences, but he says the same thing He'll big up our opposition. He'll say, oh, they're wonderful. They'll be really hard to beat. And, you know, we might be lucky and hopefully we can put in a performance. We don't want to hear that. We want someone who talks about us in a positive light, like we could do something rather than someone who seems to be really negative. And, he, like during COVID, he took little bites at the fans, which made everyone sort of really angry at him. I just, I don't know. I don't think he's going to move. I don't think he'll leave and I don't think he'll be sacked. Um I mean, I don't know what would happen if we carried on our run of performances that we're currently giving out. But last season, we went through, I can't remember how many games it was without a win. It was loads. Um, And he wasn't sacked in the middle of that, so I just can't see it happening. I mean, Mike Ashley says he wants to sell. Um, Does he, though? Because he's been saying that for years. Uh, Is that a smokescreen so he doesn't have to put any money into the club? Um, And we'll all accept it because he's trying to sell. As far as I'm concerned, the takeover bid from last year is dead, even though some reckon it's not. I think when the Saudis pulled out and they announced that they'd pulled out, that was it. It was gone. Um, but, yeah, we're just, we just stuck where we are. And like you say, in the 90s, that was when I started supporting Newcastle. And we played some actually real exciting football, and it was great to see. And we had managers, you know, Sir Bobby Robson, even Rafa Benitez, that actually talk about the club like, they want to be there and they want us to succeed, and they want us to do better which you don't get from Steve Bruce when you listen to him. You just get this constant negative drivel when you get angry whenever he's on the screen. <laughs> I don't mean to, because I know he's an old man and I shouldn't, his he son blocked me on Twitter and everything. I wasn't oh, even being rude.
3: <laughs> well, <laughs> I, don't I, I don't
1: know what was the straw that broke the camel's back with that one, because I, I haven't been like, I've never name called him or anything. But um, yeah, so he, it's just, he's just very, from the fans' point of view, he's a very frustrating manager. And also like when we lost to man united it was just like that's his team anyway he's always quite open about it so in actual fact i think he might have been a bit happy at the weekend
0: wow he was oh. one of the he was one of the guys in in the uh in the in the boxes celebrating that ronaldo scored wasn't he, yeah, he probably um, was
3: there. exactly
0: exactly <laughs> uh let's get down to it though manchester united coach you go in the league now man uh, just talk about ronaldo there he he's when he plays, he he he's surrounded by it by like a. It looks like he's, there's an aura around him when he plays, and he's just amazing to see. That when it, it's and it's great to see that one of these, uh, the great one of the great players of our time is is back in the Premier League right now.
2: You know, you know, rule, bro. Three years, three summers. That's your team challenge. Do it, do it. I've, I've said that. I've been consistent about it. You can't have all that talent and have people still playing, I think top four is okay. I don't expect to challenge you, but challenge boy, and he has to be strong. I will forgive him if he doesn't win it, but like you're like two, three points off. That's that's forgivable. Even five points, I can allow that. But if we're talking about the same kind of gaps we've had for the last number of years, where essentially we're not in the title challenge, and even worse, I don't want to hear or see us be top in January, and then within two weeks, be slapped back down to earth again. I don't want to see what mm. that kind of rubbish. You need to compete. You don't have Ronaldo, Sancho for running one window. Spend, God knows how much on other players you in, including your Maguires, your Mbisakas, and so on. Build your team. and still have the same excuses or same sort of expectations two or three years ago. This is your team. Compete now. No more excuses. Don't want to hear it. So yeah, that's what I'm saying. The simple as that if we don't challenge. Thumbs up. Mm. That's it. That's as simple as it gets, bro.
0: I think the the two good goals that get drowned up by Ronaldo's uh, performance are Bruno Fernandes and Jesse Lingard as well. So big up to them. They 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 they, they played well. They they got their goals, and I think Bruno's is is easily goal the season contender.
2: Bruno's goal was better than both Ronaldo's goals. Now, let's just put that. <laughs> it was better, was, but right, you know you know what you know where the headline goes, man. You know where the headline goes. But yeah, you know, Bruno scores lovely and um, Pogba's pass into um, Lingard nice, nice um, dummy by Marshall. Mm. lovely goal as well yeah so two um, two nice goals on top of two what I would say is goalkeeping errors by Woodman but me and, me and Ronaldo don't care you know what I'm saying they got the goals <laughs> so yeah but um, yeah we got to compete man you're right we have to compete we have to win it we have to go and win it I, I agree
0: now, the other, the other side of Manchester will definitely be up there and definitely be trying to retain their Premier League title. Uh, you got a victory against uh, Leicester City, 1-0 goal from Bernardo Silva. You're winning ugly again, Jan. Sign the champions.
3: Uh, it's just one of them things. It's Leicester is never easy for City. They're a bit of a bogey for us, um, even when they've not been at their best. They've always been a little bit of a baiting for us. So it's one of them. You don't go into it too confident. Um, City, they started the season poorly, but I think that was down to absolutely no um, pre season. And the first starting 11 that we actually played, it wasn't quite our best team. So Mm. we struggled against Spurs, particularly on that left side, because, you know, Benjamin Mendy is not the best. And he's definitely not been in the best form. And Aki, bless him, has to do two jobs. <laughs> so was pretty much impossible. It was, yeah, it was just a shambles on that side. And you know what? We're lucky that it was one nil. <laughs> so, yeah, that game was a complete write-off. Since then, we've done quite well. Obviously, we've got Diaz and Laporte at the back, which is a lot stronger. Um, going forward, we never have a problem. But I think this season with gabby out on the left it's improved us. like he just looks better in a wide or even on the right he just looks better in a wide position um he's not a striker anyone that gets into the box and their first thought is to the pass they're not a striker um so yeah for me that's improved obviously ferran torres i really like ferran but you know he's quite clinical so yeah i think city have done all right the leicester game was a bit, the last 10 minutes were like hell because it was mm. 1-0 and I was thinking, we're not keeping a clean sheet here. There was two look with chances that probably should have gone in. Edison made a fantastic save and Ruben Diaz made a fantastic block. If any of them don't happen, we draw that game. So yeah, I think City defended well. It's nice to see us grind out one nils. Everyone knows City can win 5 nil. It's the 1-0s that we struggle with, especially last season. Like, we were 1-0 up against Chelsea. We missed the penalty, fully on top of the game. That gave them all the momentum. They went on, got an equaliser. City just thought, oh, we'll take the point. And in the 97th minute, we went on and won it. And it's just like, things like that, it's just the complacency kicks in, you know. And I like to see the City that just don't give up, so... It's nice. I think retaining the Prem is obviously harder than winning it the first time. So I do expect City to struggle this season to win it. I don't think it will be
1: plain sailing.
3: Chelsea, obviously, have improved massively. They've, they've basically plugged their holes in their squad. So I expect Chelsea to probably win the league. Mm-hmm. Um, Man United, again, they've improved their squad. I think Varane, uh was essential for them because defensively, Lindelof, a little bit inconsistent Um, obviously Sancho is what they've needed for a long time the DM, I agree with Kojo what he's saying, the manager has decided against getting a DM so it's not an excuse now if he doesn't win the league, that's his fault because he could have got a DM but he decided to buy Ronaldo which don't get me wrong, I would have bought Ronaldo myself if I was him but you have to sort out what you need first City have Talking about City, we did fail to do what we were supposed to do. We needed a striker. We did not buy a striker. City fans were saying we need a left back. Pep didn't think we needed a left back. Now our left back's in jail. So it says it all. So now we've got Zinchenko, who I like Zinchenko, but he's not a natural left back. And we've got Kanzalo that luckily is so good he can play both sides. But yeah, it's a, it's a bit of a shambles, to be honest, from City. Luckily we have a squad that is good enough that it's probably not going to affect us that much, but we ha- we needed a striker <laughs> and we didn't get
0: a striker. The way you dropped that, yeah, that, that completely threw me. Um, <laughs> I mean, it was, it was, that was funny um, as hell.
3: Um,
0: I mean, Bernardo Silva got your goal and it, it, it speaks to the depth that you have up front, but is the constant chopping and changing going to be more disruptive? I mean, Draco I imagine, gets started every game because of the price tag. But that means Sterling might miss a game. That means Ferran Torres might miss yeah. a game. That means Bernardo Silva, who scored, or Riyad Mahrez might miss a game. So is that going to be a problem in the long long term?
3: I think Pep has been very good at keeping our team happy. Um, if you notice, City don't really buy superstars. That's why when I saw Cristiano Ronaldo, he didn't appear like a Man City player to me. Mm. Like Jack Grealish is a Premier League superstar, but he's not a, a world superstar or anything like that. So we don't tend to buy them players that, you know, have to start every single game or feel like they should be starting every game. Because if you buy Cristiano Ronaldo, you can't put him on the bench. It's just not going to happen. So I think he does well, obviously, with speed over the years. There's always going to be unhappy players. Bernardo Silva wasn't too happy last season. He did want to leave. That wasn't anything to do with City. That was to do with him. I think he didn't like Manchester in terms of the weather, not the City. Um, he also had issues with the way he was dealt with over the racism thing me personally i think it serves him right i think you don't double down on it just apologize if you accept one person apologize and you're done with it he didn't even need to be genuine he just needed to apologize he didn't do that what happened to him, happened to him and i personally have no sympathy but it is what it is um in terms of Bernardo Silva as a player, he plays really well, especially when De Bruyne is injured. He really does mm. step for us. We saw that against Leicester. He just ran, 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 didn't stop running and was brilliant. So, yeah, I have to give him his props for what he does on the pitch. Um, at City, he doesn't get the space he gets at Portugal. And I think that's why we see a better Bernardo Silva at Portugal and before at Monaco. Um, so, yeah, I think just because of our squad and how big it is, he has to kind of move around. In terms of swapping and changing the team pep actually started the same start in 11 for three matches in a row which he hasn't done for years so that was interesting um it's nice to see that he kind of kept his faith in the players after beating norwich and arsenal so it's nice to see um i think the players all know if they play well they will start if they don't they won't so it's kind of he manages to keep them happy or most of them happy But like I say all the time on streams, like as rubbish as you think your worst player is, in their head, they should be starting every game because they are that good. Like none of these players think that they're not good. So in their head, they want to start. And that's why you see players that you don't rate wanting to leave because they feel like they should play every game. And you're there sat there going, no, oh, no, they should not start a physical game. Like just one of those things. So, yeah, I think... He does well. I think Pep's very good at managing the players, managing their attitudes. And, you know, they've all got ego. So I think he does quite well. But it's impossible to keep everyone happy all the time.
0: True. Uh, Let's go to Leicester and uh, speak on on them. Uh, It's been a bit of a rocky start. Obviously, they got the win against the Wolves at the opening game 1-0. They lost to West Ham 4-1, just beat Norwich. And obviously, now they've just uh, lost to Manchester City. is it going to be hard for them to try and break that that top four mould, even though they did win the FA Cup last season and the Community Shield this season? Everybody expects them to finally get over that hurdle.
1: Yeah, I mean, to be fair, would you be expecting Leicester to beat Man City? Not necessarily. And also, West Ham, they had a really good, so I'm envious of them because they came from nowhere yeah. and they had a really good season last season. So they are on top form. They seem to have continued it over. Um, So I wouldn't really um, be shocked at them beating Leicester at all. I think Leicester have got a good side there. And I think they'll probably find a patch of form. It's been a rocky start, but I think they'll get into their stride um, as the season goes on. I don't expect them to, I mean, whether, whether they'll finish in the top four, I'm not sure. I think there are teams and squads this season that are better than them, but I don't think they're going to struggle by any sense of the imagination. I think that, they'll find a nice patch of form and they'll keep climbing as i say i mean west ham i think they're ones to watch actually this season
0: okay okay so you'll make a lot of west ham uh, fans happy with with that comment i'm Um, jealous
1: of them though because they were around us the season before and now look at them and look at us i know it's
0: crazy crazy. um coach let's go to these manchester clubs the, the all these top top clubs they're denying their, 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 their chance at winning the, the Premier League. And I, I don't understand it. Where's the confidence gone? Where Where is it? I mean, Jan, you were ju- you're just champions, looking to retain. Manchester United have Ronaldo. Chelsea have Lukaku. And they all say, no, this team, no, this team, no, this team, no, this team's going to win. <laughs> Where's the
2: confidence? I think I think everyone's trying to just take the pressure off their necks, man. I think that's what it is. Chelsea just won Champions League. And people are looking at them saying, no, you won Champions League, you've got Lukaku now. I don't want to hear about top four. You're winning the league. Then the other side comes and says City are champions. They've won the league. I think only, only Liverpool and Leicester have stopped them in the last five years, if I'm correct. Other than that, they would have won every other league title. So, you know, you've got that... Oh, not Leicester. Chelsea, sorry. Um, Chelsea. Oh, Leicester and Chelsea, actually. Yeah, so if you're talking about the last decade, mm. they've won the most titles. They've they've got Pep Guardiola, who's seen as the best manager in the league. Um, you know, they've got caliber of talent. They've also spent money. You expect that to challenge as well. Champions League finalists and you got United um, have been up and down since South Ferguson left, but they still got the pedigree and now they've signed so many quality players, they can't now hide behind top four challenge anymore. You can talk about the manager, but regardless, I mean, Blackburn won the league years ago. So no north expected to and around year every with Leicester. And they all had a worse side than this United, United side by far. So, you know, it, it, Everyone's just trying to alleviate the pressure of themselves. But me, I did. Pre- I do predict Chelsea to win it, but I'm not gonna say United should not win it either. You you, you gotta come with your chest. I'm sorry, as as simple as it gets. You gotta come with your chest. You gotta come with him. Um, but yeah, I, I'm not gonna give an excuse to United this year. If they don't win it, questions will be asked as to why they didn't. Um, and if they, if they fail me, well, as they always say here about West Ham, I will be going to quite a few Europa League games because, you know, irons. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, no, there's no excuses for either of them. Whoever wins the league will be fine. The other two, or even if, at Liverpool side, if they stay fit with their players, questions will be asked as to why you didn't deliver what was expected of you. So it's a tough one this season. It's a really tough one for everyone.
0: Let's go to the best side in North London. Arsenal 1,
3: <laughs> Norwich
0: City nil. 0. Uh, goal from Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang. Now, boy oh boy, mm. I don't know who to start. I've got to start with you, Jan. 30, chance, uh, 30 shots on, on, not on goal, definitely not on goal. 30 <laughs> shots in total. Like, <laughs> um, was seven on target. Yeah. I mean, what's what's going on? Arteta you was your guy at some point. He's get, he got the win that alleviates the pressure off him just a little yeah. bit, but he only just got it. Yeah. Is the t- is the time running out for him or is it run out already?
3: I think I, I saw a start, I think, even before the season started and it said something like he played 60 games and he's lost 20. So it's like yeah. he lost a third of his games, like, that is not a great stat that you want to be hearing, um, especially not at Arsenal. I think you could get away with it, maybe at a Burnley or a team like that, but not at Arsenal. Because even though Arsenal haven't been performing at that top level, you, the expectations are still quite high. So I think, you know, I like Carter. I just don't think he's ready for the job. I think it's the same as, you know, a kid coming out of school and getting, you know, the Prime minister job. It's just way too big for them. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think hes he should have probably got his experience up elsewhere and then came through the way most managers do. Um Him and Ollie to be honest, took jobs that are way too big for them. And I think that's what we're seeing now. Same with Lampard last season. So I do feel a bit sorry for him because you can kind of see what he wants to do. But I don't think Arsenal have a place... Well, when he first came in, you could see what he was trying to do. Yeah, he just not because yeah. everyone expected him to adopt like a Pep Guardiola sort of philosophy and all this kind of stuff. Didn't happen. He's actually quite defensive, so bit strange. Um, but yeah, he's just he. I just I just think the job's way too big for him, and it's I think even Pep plot and future would struggle at Arsenal at the moment based on the players that you have and the teams around. Because there was a time where it was sort of, Arsenal would finish top four regardless. So even if you had a poor season, you'd finish top four. Whereas now, the standard is so high. Like, we're talking about Leicester, West Ham, these sorts of teams making the top four. But if you think about it realistically, to get top four, you would have to finish above Pep, Tuchel, Klopp, of man united i don't want to say ollie because i don't think he will be why they get top four but you know if you're finishing above them that is crazy so it wouldn't surprise me if the top four is as it is now not in that order but you know it wouldn't surprise me if they're the top four because i think based on squad depth how good they are um and the players they have individually i just think i could see them top four being the top four Spurs, I think, will struggle to get into it. And I think Spurs are a little bit more organized than Arsenal at the moment. So yeah, I think it's gonna be difficult. Like we, we were having a discussion with an Arsenal fan the other day, and he was saying like, he wouldn't be happy with six. But we were actually saying, based on the team of the league, you're not gonna be angry to finish behind Chelsea, United, City and Liverpool. And, and Spurs at the moment, even though you're obviously not gonna to wanna to finish behind Spurs, and I don't like Spurs, so I'd rather it was Arsenal. But you know, it's, it's one of those things where if if you finish it, that's actually a really good season, based mm. on who's around. Because I don't expect Arsenal to finish above any of them teams. So you just got to think of it in context as well. But I think with Arteta, I think he'll get sacked. I think there's no way they can kind of keep him because. <laughs> I just think he's, I think what saved him was winning that FA Cup because he actually won a trophy, um, you know, like there's teams that haven't won a trophy in four years, you know, like these things happen.
0: I wonder who they are.
3: I don't know. (laughs) Some little team there, but yeah, um, (laughs) but yeah, it's difficult. Like it's difficult to win trophies and it's not like you won it against, um, you know, bottom of the table. Already relegated, you know, Birmingham City or something like that. He actually beat Chelsea and it was a good Chelsea team. So I think that saved him and I think that's why he's still in a job now. But he can't, he can't, he can't live off that forever. So I think, is it 2 1 to United?
2: To young boys.
3: You're joking. You're joking. 95th, 95th
2: minute. Joking. 95th? Mad.
3: No, I don't believe
2: you. <laughs> <I'm know>? <laughs> <laughs> okay, yo, um, yo Sav, do you wanna do you wanna swap Steve Bruce for Ollie? That's how man I'm getting right now.
1: <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, actually. yeah, really? I'll do that. You can put up with him, and yeah. you know he'd be well happy because he'd be he's uh, he's he side. He loves it.
2: Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. <laughs> I'm, about, I'm about to leave
0: you, my head. You've know, you know, a much tougher, much easier time at Man United right now. To be honest, bloody up two one. Ah, oh, anyway, anyway, let's let's oh, continue with the podcast. Yeah,
3: I have to say that is the worst way to lose. Like, if you get beat two 0 or something like yeah. that, it's losing in the dying seconds. That is, oh, that is crazy, horrible.
0: crazy, but crazy. I United,
3: but that is harsh.
0: Now nah, that's funny.
3: That's funny. How, <laughs>
0: how <laughs> do they have that team and are losing to young boys? <laughs> Hilarious.
2: On, it's Istanbul I'm part sorry. two. <laughs> Istanbul part two. Wow, my god. Oh.
0: Anyway, so uh, let's get back onto the Arsenal. Um... Edu and Arteta were asking for uh, Arsenal fans to be patient Wait till we get the full team back And to, to from the look of it Ramsdale in goal, Ben White, Gabriel, Tierney Tommy Yasu, Lukonga, Maitland-Niles was there Saka, Odegaard, Pepe, Aubameyang That looks like a first team to me Can Arsenal go on and just keep getting victory and, and sneak up the table And maybe yeah. to a top four spot um, No, I'm not
1: sure on a top four Is that what want yes. be I mean I don't think you're going to get up there. I mean, you've got to come a very sort of mid-table team at the moment. Um, that being said, I like Arteta. I'd have him at Newcastle because we would probably still get relegated, but he's quite dark and handsome and lovely. So I'll What's swap him for Steve He looks a little bit like a serial killer, so he's my ideal type.
3: You know <laughs> so, uh, yeah I'd swap him any day.
1: Because at least, you know, we go down we go down with a better looking mate. That's really hard. I don't mean that. Steve Bruce just isn't in my age range. <laughs> um okay. but no, um I'm not sure. I'm not convinced. You, you won to one nil to Norwich at the weekend, but then we beat Norwich three nil in pre season. So you know, are they Norwich are about like yo-yo, don't they, between the Championship and the Premier League? Was anyone expecting them to come up and do wonders? Not really. Um, that's saying we couldn't beat them well, last time they was in the Premier League either. So, uh, um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I just think it's I, I do think Arteta will eventually go, um, and then the whole squad needs an overhaul. You spent so much in the transfer window; it's crazy that you're struggling this much. Mm. Um, so something, something needs to change for it to progress, but I don't think whilst Arteta's there, that's going to happen. I think it will just get into a really sort of toxic situation, then he'll go. But when that will happen, I'm not sure.
0: Let's go to the other side of North London as Crystal Palace beat them three goals to nil. Patrick Vieira does not lose. To Spurs as an Arsenal player, as I learnt yesterday, he apparently he lost when he when he's part of your lot. He lost to Spurs, so I blame you. For, I blame you for that, Yannicka. Um, <laughs> goals from uh, Wilfred Zaha, Edson, Odson, Edward as well. Got a brace. Mm. Coach will go to you. Yes, they went down to ten men. Uh, uh, Jeffrey uh, Jaffet and Kanganga lost his head. Yeah, at in the end, was uh, rightly sent off. But Ben Davies. I thought they could, they could, withheld, with, they could withstand pressure, but Ben Davies, man, just absolutely lost his head, and that gave, gave gave away a stupid, stupid penalty.
2: Yeah, I mean, firstly, stupid handball. You're correct, absolutely correct. Needless to put your hand out like that in that situation. Um, but can I just say, without the ten men, I mean, even with eleven men, I should say, Spurs were getting trashed all over. Palace were better than them from start to finish. That that's one of the most deserved wins you'll see all season. That's as simple as it gets they got exactly what they deserve both sides did um Wilfred Zaha took the mick out of Emerson Royale on his debut so he had fun um then went to the left side of Tottenham and took the make out of Ben Davies so there was no case of oh he couldn't handle this side so he went to the other side he was having fun all over the game um and yes he got the penalty but they're still lacking that killer instinct and Benteke is is not it. This isn't Aston Villa days. He's been, that that guy's long gone. is not the same player. Um Edward just loves goals. And I've always said that you can talk about league quality. You talk about oh, he's only done it in this league though, or whatever. Quality is quality. When you know where the back of the net is, you will find it. That's as simple as it gets. That's why some of the best players we've had in Premier League history have come from places where teams people today would mock their leagues, or you know, if um if Palace went for Papi C saying when he came to Newcastle uh, now, you hear things about ah, I don't know if he can do it and all that. Quality is quality. If you do not to find the back of the net, as long as you're in the right place at the right time, you'll do what you need to do. And he did that twice um in the game. Um will say it was absolutely horrific defending from Spurs, but that doesn't that that doesn't mean a damn thing to Vieira and to Palace. They got exactly what they deserve. Um and this is the thing for me about Palace, and people were writing off Vieira and Palace very early. Because they weren't sure about what Vieira could bring to the team. They actually had lost a lot of players, but it's all about having a manager that knows how to use the quality in his team and he and buys smart. And he buys very, very smart. Um, Gallagher alone is a smart signing. Mm. Eduard is a smart signing. The two center backs, um, Anderson and the guy from Chelsea, the young kid, smart signings. So you can see he's trying to build something. Uh, guy? Guy, yeah. Um trying to build something for the future, but also a team that can still compete. So you got your experiences, like your Zaha, who knows all about Palace. So um, yeah, honestly, fantastic from them. And that's for Spurs. See, so the thing is, straight away, Spurs fans ran to Nuno and like, oh, he's a he's a this manager, he's a that manager, that's why I didn't want him the football. And I'm like, I'm gonna beat the I'm gonna keep banging the same drum till I feel like this guy's game. How many managers have to come through your club before you realise your players are the ones that will forever let you down? Because they're screaming at Deli for years, but as soon as Dele Alli drops a 0 out of 10, it's Nuno's fault. <laughs> when Ben Davies, who has been stinking for the day he joined the club, drops another 0 out of 10 and puts his hand out as if he's trying to hit a volleyball or something actually play football, whose fault is it? It's Nuno's fault. This is the kind of stuff that keeps happening. They, now they, they're screaming for Ndombele back. Uh, apparently, because he's got blonde hair, now he's Gohan. <laughs> you, you, you can't make these things up. These guys keep letting them down time and time and time and time again, and they keep running back to managers. I understand Nuno maybe wasn't proactive. I can criticise him for not being proactive in terms of changes. They had to shock first off, make something different, you know, make a change. But if I'm being completely honest, you take one letdown off, you bring another letdown on. It is what it is. So... Until drastic changes are made at that club, they need to realise, they need to realise fast that a lot of the players that they have from Poch era, that Poch got the best out of in that period of time, they're done. They're actually done. And it's time to try and start something new because they're in trouble. They're in trouble. That 3-0 was was scary. That that The result has been coming. Just because they were getting one nose this season to finish that top of the table after game three, they were feeling a little bit giddy. And then they lost 3-0 and they came... Right back down to earth. It happens and, you know, they need to learn fast. So a lot of these players are going to be keep hiding. You never step up or they step aside, or you step aside with Spurs and it might be another horrific season for them.
0: Let's stick with Crystal Palace, though. And because you were blessed by Patrick Vieira, and we'll, we'll go to you. Um, what, can, what, can, what can they do this season? Like Kojo was saying, they, everybody's writing them off. But could they, could they press for, for a top 10 finish, potentially?
3: Yes, you may. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I don't know. Like I, I'm a fan of the era. Obviously. Um, but I think, I dunno, We start. they got, they had a good transfer window. So the transfer window was seen as quite a good window. Um, and then when they started the season, obviously they didn't start very well. So everyone was kind of saying, Vieira's not good enough. I know previously his record isn't great. Like, he was obviously at City. Um, He was in our youth team, I think. He did okay with them. Yeah. And then he went to New York. New York. I thought he did okay. But speaking to someone that is in America, they were saying it was sort of mid-table. Not anything great. And then he went to... Is it Nice?
0: Nice, yeah. Nice.
3: Yeah. And when he went to Nice, he, he did OK, but it wasn't anything special. So, yeah, it's again, it's quite a big job for him. Like, don't get me wrong. Um, the good thing about Pal- <laughs> the good thing about Palace is the expectations for them is literally to stay up. They're not. Sorry, ex-
2: yeah, I, yeah. yeah. I'm so sorry, but please talk to this guy for me, please.
3: Yeah, uh, yeah. Listen
2: to you. <laughs> You won't listen to me. Tell him tell him off, please. I'm begging you. Yeah, please
3: thank
2: you. I'm so sorry. Please continue. He definitely
3: doesn't listen to me either. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I think like the what they're expected to do at Palace is pretty much to stay up. I don't think if he even finished, you know, 16th, 17th, I don't think he'd be at risk of getting sacked or anything like that. They've also historically um, not winning trophies and stuff like that so he's not under any real pressure there so yeah I can see him doing okay, I think the new signings look quite good, that Edward, I have to say one of the best games I've ever seen the fact that he came on against a team like Tottenham yes. and scored them two goals because it wasn't a tap-in. both goals were really really good to do that in that time to secure that three points for a team that you would have never expected to beat Tottenham, then i think for me like they're talking about ronaldo having a great debut and stuff it wasn't even the best debut of the day for me what edward did against that team because like with newcastle obviously newcastle are a good team we've seen them upset you know the likes of united in the past but i do think like last season um, Man United beat them 4-1 four, four, away so that result, it was not one of them where if Cristiano Ronaldo doesn't score that first goal, Man United lose it wasn't one of them, they probably would have won it you know, later in the game whereas I think if he doesn't score that second goal against Tottenham I can see Tottenham equalising that game and winning yeah. one, drawing 1-1 one, one, or even going on to win 2-1 so for me I thought that was a fantastic debut um, similar to what Aguero did when he came on, he came on late against Swansea City and he scored two late goals. We, I think we were winning the game anyway. But yeah, it just like, I like them days where they come on and make a difference. And yeah, so I just had to big him up because I thought that was, you know, I think he's a young guy as well, isn't he? I think he's that he's old. He's like
0: 23, 24 years yeah.
3: So he's quite young, so... Yeah, but I think in terms of Palace, like I say, they're not under any real pressure. So whether that's going to elevate them to a higher position or whether, because the quality of the Premier League right now is is really good, I'd say, whether they're kind of just stuck sort of mid-table. I can't see them going down. I think there's worse teams than them in the league. I can't see them going down either. There's, two, there's worse teams in the league. So I think, yeah, I think they'll both be fine, to be honest.
0: Uh let's go over to Stanford Bridge as Chelsea beat Aston Villa three goals to nil goals from Roman Lukaku, Mateo Kovacic and Lukaku again. Uh Sav, we'll go to you. Um, this is this is one of those games where they didn't play that well, uh, but they managed to get a great result out of it. That's that's a sign of champions, as well as grinding out the one nils. Um, Lukaku. Is he going to end the season as top goalscorer?
1: Um, very possibly. I think he's looking good at the moment. Um, but, you know, Chelsea, Chelsea did some good business in the transfer window. They've got... I mean, I was just when I was on the radio before... Someone said to me that, you know, if you've got a good quality side and you've got good quality players, you can play in whatever formation you want and they will work to that formation. That's what I think is with Chelsea. I mean, the fact that they didn't even play terrifically, and they still beat Villa 3-0, there's a mm. lot about them. Um, so, if, you know, if they don't have to stretch themselves to full force to grind out a 3-0 win, then, you know, keep your fitness in your squad and don't do it. So, I think Chelsea are looking really good this season. Um I don't like it because my granddad was a Chelsea fan, and every time they won and Newcastle lost, he'd ring me up and he'd be like, "Oh, I'm so sorry." So every time I see him, in, I'm like, "Oh, I know he's, up, I know he's up there on it." <laughs> but um, but no, um, yeah, I just I think that he, it's, I think they're looking quite promising, and I think he could be top goal scorer this season.
0: Uh, Kovacic it's a guy that's kind of been under a lot of people's radar. Kojo. Uh, Kojo. I mean. He came to Chelsea after the, the stint at Real Madrid and that didn't go to plan, but ever since then he's, he's been quietly going about his business and performing well, most um, most people most seven out of ten I'd say.
2: Oh yeah, no, I agree. I think there's a quality that he possesses above every other Chelsea midfielder and it's, that's his ball control in terms of taking the ball from defence to attack. The way he dribbles through a midfielder, it's actually quite beautiful to watch, it's, it's quite effortless. Mad actually, um, he's very smart, he's very... Um, he, he knows when to beat the press and how to beat the press. Everything he does, actually, I'll say is, is time to perfection. I'll use the word perfection because I hardly ever see him lose the ball in dangerous areas. If he loses the ball, it's not in the area where the opposition can now progress and cause trouble. It's usually maybe further up the pitch, but he's obviously got that protection of um, Jorginho and Kante. Of course, the energy, the sort of sitting role of Jorginho. Um... So, yeah, he's quality, man. He's quality. And it's not surprising that it's only a second goal, I believe, for Chelsea, because he's never been much of a goal scorer. But I will also say that he has the ability to get more goals. Um, It was quite an accomplished finish as well on the weekend. Um, So he's a good player. I'm a fan of his, actually. I am a big fan of his. I will say that. That's why I was annoyed they got Sal, because they've got another player that can also kind of take the ball and do what he wants to do with it. Doesn't have a bit of quality diff added, so um, yeah, I think I think um, I think he's a quality player. I think he's good. Uh, I agree with you, seven out of ten most at the time. Someone that needs a bit more respect on, on his name. Edward,
0: Edward Mendy, Mendy had one of those games, which uh, kind of uh, skyrockets into the to, the to the top of the pedestal. Um, Jan, I mean Chelsea. They, 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 like I said before, they didn't exactly have a best game, but Edward Mendy showed. Why he's one of the best goalkeepers in the Premier League?
3: Yeah, I think obviously um, I've not watched every Chelsea game just because I literally don't have time to watch games like City. (laughs) But yeah, from what I've seen, it for me is solid. Um, It's, yeah, especially in the Champions League, he was really, really good. Um, In the league, obviously, it depended on who they were playing against. Um, But this season, like I said, I think all of their gaps in their team. They build, they saw they had issues up front. Um, they bought Lukaku, you know, they've seen they had maybe a bit of a shortage in the middle in terms of if there's injuries and stuff, and they brought Saul in, you know. So yeah, I think Chelsea have done what they need to do. They look strong, they look very strong defensively, regardless. Not even Mendy, even if I was in net, you know, that defence doesn't look like it's letting much go through it anyway. So yeah, they're they're very strong. Um, Like I said, I did get Chelsea to win the league if City didn't get a striker. I think if we'd have bought a striker, it changes things. But as it stands, um, yeah, I think they they look strong in the league. They look strong in the Champions League last season. So I think they'll continue with that this season. Um, Yeah, I think obviously Bendy has been really good when he has needed to make the saves. He's made the saves. So can't really fault him. Um but yeah I think Villa probably still settling in with the new signings like obviously Leon Bailey is my guy um, he plays for my international team so I have to go back him but yeah it's I think it's going to take him a little bit of time I know he was doing some like crazy runs down the wing and stuff like that Um so I think he'll get better and better but yeah at the moment Villa are a little bit, they've caught Villa at a good time even yeah. if Chelsea. I think they still beat them anyway. I think they have caught Villa at a time where they're not at their best, so it's probably a bit fortunate that that was the case as well. But yeah, I don't see Chelsea having too many problems defensively this season. To be honest.
0: I mean, yeah, they. I think they've only they've kept most clean sheets, but they only go they've they've conceded. Uh, was a
3: penalty,
0: wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. So, boy, it's this going to be a very tough season for everybody trying to break them down. Uh, speaking of Liverpool, they won uh, at Ellen Road three goals to nil, goals from Salah, Fabinho, and Mane. But of course, the, the, the major incident would be the Harvey Elliott leg break. Uh, I just hope he, he, he recovers and becomes the player that he looks like he was going to, to become. Um, let's talk about Mane, coach. A lot of people have have, uh, have been saying he's finished. I I don't I don't think he is. But what are your thoughts on that?
2: Can't lie to you, man. The, the, the performance was a bit... Uh, he had so many chances to tuck it away. Really and truly really he could have four goals in the night. I think that's what's concerning Liverpool fans and maybe a lot of people are sort of using that to um, beat him up with. Because he had a bit of a clinical run, didn't he? He was scoring those goals. He was very productive for Liverpool. But... Some of the chances he had in this game, you got to be sticking them away. And then you look at the, the goal itself, a nice turn with one touch and then immediately banging into that bottom corner. You're like, so what's happening for the rest of the, the game? He had mm-hmm. one way here over the bar, with virtually an open net. I don't know. I'll, I won't say he's finished, but he's going towards that decline now. It's starting to happen slowly. And that's okay. Sometimes you be a player that has a period of time where you um you dominate you run things for a bit and then eventually every player goes through it and well i say every player unless you're like a maldini or something but that's like a footballing god you know um unless someone like that you you'll lose your powers you know and it, it's natural so uh i think on this podcast maybe two or three weeks ago was we someone one of our guests said that it's gonna be time to phase him out maybe just ease him out a little bit and start to maybe like, just to take the role or something and then Eventually, Firmino, because apparently ninety-five percent of Liverpool have no faith in Firmino. So, you know, um, that's another thing. But um, yeah, it was it was a worrying performance. As a neutral watching the game, because I do like Mane, I don't like his club, but I like him. <laughs> it wasn't quite a worrying a worrying performance. He is a good player, but that that was that was scary. And if it continues to go down that path, eventually someone will take over and run the thing. So um, yeah, he needs to be a bit more clinical for Liverpool.
0: Uh, Sav, how do you rate Liverpool's chances at, at winning the, the league title this year? They didn't exactly have the best transfer window. Uh, I think they only bought in Konate as well. They were they were linked to everybody, but nobody nobody went to Anfield. Um, but they still have that team, and that team is a, is a very good side. And so, where do you think they'll finish this season?
1: Um, I think, you know, I couldn't sit here and say they've got absolutely no chance. I don't think you can say that this early in the season. Like you said, they've got a really good team. But I just can't see them competing with the likes of Man City and you know Chelsea Man United I think that up against them they're slightly weaker at the moment um as you say they haven't had a great transfer window are they going to be able to progress further I mean they've won three nil so I don't know why I'm sitting here saying this it's so early (laughs) in the season to say but um but yeah i think they've got a chance but looking from last season you wouldn't be as confident as you would be normally because they obviously they lost the title last season so it's like they didn't even fight for it really it was just gone so yeah i think i think about fourth i would say maybe that's where i can see them finishing this season anyway
0: all right before we wrap it up i'm gonna get one i'm gonna get two one words from each you coach and yeah and it has to be we're gonna yes are you guys winning the league <laughs> we need the confidence we need the vim that's what uh, we need that man come on now
3: are we football yes of
0: course <laughs> oh, that's, not the, that's not the that's not the question i asked <laughs> you
3: know what like i just think this season is one of those seasons where I don't know who's going to win the league. It's not a case of, I'm, I'm saying that, to take pressure off City. Can Pep win the Premier League without a striker? I think he can. Germany. But can Liverpool win it? Yes. Can Chelsea win it? Yes. You know, United, I think, with their squad, they could win it. You know, it's not, can't rule it out. I know Ollie is Ollie, but, you know, I th- it's possible. It's unlikely, but it's possible. So, I think it's one of them. But I think City, for me, We've been the best team in the league, like, over the past however many years. So, if we don't win the league, that's a poor season for City. You know what I mean? Whereas other teams, if they finish second, that's a really good season. It's never a good season for us if we finish second. So, yeah. But I think retaining it is very difficult. I think if we hadn't won it last year, then I'd be saying we would win it this year. Because we won it last year, I just think that losing that Champions League final I can see City's heads being in that competition, which will probably be a bad idea. As I can see, I don't see us getting to back-to-back finals. So I actually think we'll go out the Champions League earlier than we did last season. Yeah. Um, and I think by then, the league that I've already got, um, City could decline a bit this season, just based on our priorities being a little bit different. So we'll have to see.
0: Fair enough, fair enough. We thank you guys uh, for joining us. We will wrap it up there. But, of course, we'll get wh- where they can find you people. So we'll start with you, Yannicka. Where can they find you?
3: Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at itchiancity. Um, I have a YouTube channel, but I don't use it. <laughs> <Yannicka>. <laughs> but you'll mainly find me on Syphasm City podcast. So follow Slycosm City, you'll find me. I'm Ryan, who's in the comments. Yeah.
0: Indeed, indeed. Sav, where can they find you?
1: Uh, yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Um I've got a YouTube channel which I'm trying to upload to regularly, but owing to the fact that I'm a bit lazy, it's not happening quite <laughs> as much as what I'd hoped to. Um, it's just uh, Savmondo. You'll find me on um, YouTube. And yeah, that's it.
2: Coach, where can you find us? Um you can certainly find me not celebrating May United right now. Um, and no, we're not winning the league because young boys. Anyway, you can find us on Twitter. <laughs> Free midfield, we'll do all your places. Free midfield, um, TikTok and Instagram. Free in midfield, YouTube. Free midfield podcast. Yeah, close it, bro, because I'm, I'm mad right
0: now. You're mad, I can tell you're mad. It's, it's <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> you lost to a team in, from, from Switzerland, but they're cool young boys. It's, it's, it's that's the, that's disgraceful. It's actually disgraceful, but anyway, mm. thank you for joining us. This has been another episode of the Free Midfield Podcast. Good night. <laughs>